This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, it is a Wednesday Feels like it's like a Friday to me. Though. <laughs> yeah, you still quite haven't adjusted. Still, huh? still yeah. recovering a little bit here. I, I got up this... the team doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they're back at it today. In fact, they're on the practice field now. Uh, they went with the same uh, practice schedule that they had last week, okay. uh, so that the Steelers are on the field from three to five today. Hey, it worked. What they did last week, yeah. What, what they did worked, <laughs> and why not do it again? And uh, the week set itself up um, like they were playing a Monday night game, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, they got yeah, back a, a little bit earlier than Tuesday morning, but not much. <laughs> not much. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll see how this goes, Matt. I've been I've been digging into this uh, Houston Texans team, and sure. I got to say, I'm not all that impressed. <laughs> I'm not either. You know, like if I was a Houston fan for the first time in forever, I'd be optimistic. You know, it looks like maybe we have our coach. Looks pretty safe that. Our quarterback's adjusting quite well. There's some young weapons. You gotta, you know, you gotta win. But I still think there's a long way to go. <laughs> I mean, considering where this team came from, there's a long way to go. There's a lot of problem areas and just not a lot of playmakers on either side of the ball. Yeah, that's that's the thing that, that sticks out to me is they don't take the ball away. No, they don't sack the quarterback. Nope. Um, you know, they. they I, I don't know what they do well on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people. Uh, one of the main questions in the locker room today uh, of players was, "Well, they run the Forty Nine er system, right?" And you guys had you had trouble with the Forty Nine er system. Oh, okay. It's a little bit of a difference oh, here. Running the system is a little different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's that's like saying that you know, hey, uh, you and you and uh, Matt, um, you do radio, right? Yeah. Uh, you guys are like Howard Stern. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we don't do TV, but <laughs> true. Uh, so to give you an example, I mean, like Will Anderson's drafted third overall, or yeah, third overall. Trade up to get him. They're trade away stuff to get him, and they want him to be the Nick Bosa. Okay, but he doesn't. He has a sack. I think he has one. Yeah, they have four total for the team, and nobody has more than two. So at most he has one, and. Great, he's a leader. They love him. You know all that stuff. He might be a great player someday. He might be, but he doesn't even play every snap. And they're rotating defensive linemen like crazy. And you know Henry, another Bama dude, Toa Toe T O Dasher yeah. uh, apostrophe Toe uh, Henry Toto. Yes, there you go. He's trying to be the Fred Warner. You know, I mean, he's playing every snap or close to it for those guys and trying to be the leader, but. He ain't Fred Warner. Like, and he's, I mean, a, and he's like, a rookie linebacker. That, that's the yeah, thing. They're, that's the they're, thing. They're, this just, is a very, very young football team. Exactly. It's step one of building yeah. a team. You know, it's exactly what it is. And so, it's promising, but it's yeah. a long way away. I mean, again, I, I go back to watching that film of their game against the Jaguars, and I mm-hmm. thought it was more the Jaguars losing that game yeah. and doing things to lose that game than it was necessarily Houston winning it. Now, that being said, I've seen other teams go out there and – do a bunch of bad stuff and try to lose a game. Mm-hmm. Not try to lose a well, game. Yeah, yeah. Set and, themselves up for a loss. And the other team doesn't take advantage of it. Right. So to there is credit, something to that. Yeah, yeah no, there's, no. there's credit there. They play hard. They don't make yeah. a lot of mistakes. The quarterback is playing quite well, you know, through three weeks, you know, and so. Uh, but again, they're an off. They're a year away from being a year away. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, yeah, I agree. One off season is not going to make them a contender, even. Uh, so let's, as we often do, mm-hmm. let's look at the uh, the roster here compared okay, okay. to that of the Steelers. And there's going to be a lot of names that people don't know much about. I mean, there'll I, be some that they recognize because they're mm-hmm. recent draft picks. Yes, but they're starting. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the part of the the rub here. You're playing a whole bunch of young guys. Mm-hmm. They have four first round picks over the last two years. You know, with the Watson trade. So a quarterback is C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and we could talk about do a whole segment on him at some point this week, but he doesn't run a lot. He's a pocket passer. He's putting up really good numbers. He looks composed, very accurate. I mean, he's a good yeah. passer. Yeah. Uh, running back, it's Damian Pierce and Devils, Devin Singletary. I loved Pierce. I loved him for fantasy. You hate Singletary. Yeah, I, I <laughs> see very little use for Singletary. He's a smaller guy that doesn't have power or a lot of explosion. Slippery, though. Yeah, yeah, he is. He has good vision and good feet. and um, But their run game's horrible. It's I going mean, nowhere. Their numbers are yeah. terrible. I mean, really bad. Yeah, it's like, like I think they're averaging like 2.8 yards a carry. Might even be lower. Might be two point. Like yeah. Might be two point six. Something like that. I just looked that up uh, before the show, a little like about an hour ago. It's, it's terrible. Just, it's under three. I know that. And so I should have mentioned this before. So therefore, they throw a ton. Yeah. I mean, because instead of just pounding in the back of their offensive linemen, they're throwing the ball more, and it's been more successful. At wide receiver, it's Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Tank Dell. Uh, they also have uh, John Machi, who mm-hmm. they drafted last year and didn't play, uh, and then Xavier Hutchinson. To me, that quarterback aside... That's probably the strength of the offense. Yeah, I would say that's an exciting group. In fact, I that's mean, definitely the strength of the offense. <laughs> especially considering the state of the offensive line, which we'll get to. I'm a big Nico Collins fan. Like He kind of has the Pickens body type. I mean, over-the-middle guy, prototypical X. Um, Tank Dell's very small, but unbelievably fast and shifty, and he keeps getting more and more. And I think Robert Woods is like the the leader in the wide receiver room. He's been around the block. He's mostly the slot. Yeah. Right now, without Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. think of it this way: Nico Collins is your is your Pickens. Yeah. Robert Woods is Allen Robinson. Yeah. And Tank Dell is Calvin Austin. Yeah, and they're it's very similar. Similar yeah. that way. The, the the old guys are going to the slot. Yeah. You know, Woods and Robinson. Yeah. Not the little guys. At tight end, it's Dalton Sh- Dalton Schultz. In Tegan Quitterino or Quitter, I don't know much about him. I have no idea. I, he could walk into this room right now, and I wouldn't know who yeah. he is. Yeah, uh, they also have Brevin Jordan. Yeah, I kind of like Brevin Jordan. He's yeah. an undersized move tight end. I think he caught a touchdown last week. I mean, he's okay. He's been there for a little bit. Um, he went to the U. He was a. I kind of liked him coming out of school. Schultz is playing a ton, not getting used at all. Like Tank Dell's. Probably because he has to block all the time because the offensive line's so bad. Yeah, I don't know how many routes he's run, but it's not—he's not a feature part of the passing game in his new home. Uh, at fullback, it is Andrew Beck. He's the one that scored the touchdown. He's the one that scored year. the touchdown. Yep, it's kind of an odd play. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. But they play—they <laughs> use a fullback a lot. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you will see you know, those guys out there. Then at, at, at on the offensive line, ideally they would have Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. See, this is the tragedy. Like they, yeah. n- they kind of build a nest for Stroud in that. Last year they drafted a guard in the first round. They drafted a center in the second round this year. They traded for Shaq Mason. They've given Tunsil huge money. The right tackle Howard is making money. The first round pick yeah. that they extended. So it looked like, hey, this isn't a terrible spot to throw a quarterback behind. Well, <laughs> those names you might not be seeing on Sunday, and certainly some of them you will not. Yeah, Tunsil's been dealing with a knee injury, and there was some hope that he would be back this week against the Steelers. I just saw a report 
from uh, Aaron Wilson in Houston saying that's probably not going to happen. Making matters even worse is apparently Josh Jones, who has been playing left tackle for them, who's typically their left guard. They traded... He was a former, uh, he was a third or fourth round pick of the Cardinals. Yeah. Cardinals traded him right before the season, which I didn't know why. They, he's okay. Uh, but he's dealing with a hand injury that's probably going to keep him out this week. Because he filled in a left tackle, but he, he can play guard. He can actually play any of the yeah. four spots. But so I don't know what they do then, because that, the that leaves the, the only other tackle on the roster is George Fant. No, I guess he's going to play. I mean, He's the right tackle, and he's not very good. No. I mean, he's been around the block, journeyman. He was at his best as, like, the extra tight end, 6 though lineman guy yeah. five years ago. So the problem is, like, do you, do you put Jones out there with one hand if if Tunsil do can't they play? Have any other tackles on the they don't have any. I mean, there must be they, practice. They'd have guy. to have somebody, yeah. That's awful. I don't know. I don't know what the contingency plan is, but that's brutal. Yeah. I mean, so frankly, with... Jones and Fant, who they played with last week at left and right, or NFL players. I mean, like, they may not be starters for everyone. Jones would start for a handful of teams. That's not horrendous. You know, it's bad. I it's mean, not ideal. No, it's far from it's ideal. Not, it's, yeah, it's not, it's uh, not t- the plan. It's not Tunsil and Howard. No, of course. Tunsil's um, top, like, three tackles. So, with Jones kicking out to left tackle, they've been starting Kendrick Green that guard. At, at left guard. Yes. And we know how that goes, you know. Yeah. The original plan was to start Juice Scruggs, the second-round pick at center, Correct. He's been hurt, so they're starting Michael Dieter at center. Dieter, okay. Another guy who could walk into this room right now. Yeah, and... he's a, a nobody, basically. No offense, Michael. I'm sure you're fine, but he's been around for a little while, but he's a backup. He's yeah. an interior backup. Uh, then you have Shaq Mason at right guard and Fant at right tackle. So Mason, people might remember from Patriots and then the Bucks. They traded – Bucks had salary cap issues. Mason really didn't – wasn't a bad player. They just had to move on from some contracts. But he's of the – when you broke camp or when you built this roster, Mason's really the one of the five that was penciled in as a starter. And he played last week. And he's the only one they had last week. Yeah, so uh, that, that's not a great offense. No. That is an offense that, quite frankly, T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith – Especially if Tunsil has no chance If Tunsil play. is not playing, yeah. they should feast. They should feast. And – you should control the interior of the, uh, the yeah. offensive line, too. I mean, that's Pierce is an interior runner. Anyone that plays fantasy and has him on their team knows that he's not going he's anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's yeah. not going anywhere all year. I mean, so there's been very little room in general. Um, and to Stroud's credit, when he's been under pressure, he's handled it pretty well, especially for a rookie. That's a tough way to live, man. Yeah. I, I, I... And it's a, their first two games were Indy and – Baltimore. Baltimore, neither of which rushed the passer none particularly of them are great well. Pass rushing teams, and Jacksonville is bad at a lot. I mean, they didn't. Yeah, that, this will be the best pass rush that they've seen. Not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on defense, they play a base four three, much like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Will Anderson who was the, the yeah yeah my first round promising pick prospect, but I don't think he's Miles Garrett coming out of school. Then you got Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins on the inside with Jonathan Greenard on the other defensive mm-hmm. end spot. And those three are fine. I mean, those guys would, would make any roster. They're more rotational types. That's the problem. You know I mean? Like, yeah. they're they're playing too many snaps. Yeah, exactly. Even though they're still rotating them. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys would be rotational players on pretty much any, you know, if Most they were with can. the Steelers, they'd be rotational players. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, they'd make the team. You'd like to have them. Yeah. But Greener's like a Marcus Golden. Yeah. You know, like quality, really quality three, but a little bit of a stretch for a two. 
Yeah, they also have Jerry Hughes on the on the bench, mm-hmm. um, who's a little long in tooth. Yeah, he is. I don't know if he's just a pass rush specialist at this point or what, but they played four edge dudes, DNs, and four D tackles last week. The D tackles all paid like fifty percent of the snaps. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was just a total rotation, keep you fresh. None of whom are going to make any plays. Makers. Yeah, right, right. The linebacker group is well, suspect. Christian Harris. Yeah. Henry Tootu. I get that right? I never do, so I don't yeah. know. Uh, he's starting for Denzel Perryman. So the idea wasn't to, to start him. Mm, he's a fourth-round pick. He's a fourth-round yeah. pick. Yeah. And then Blake Cashman at the other at the strong okay. side spot. Was he drafted? Yeah, he was like a third or fourth-round pick. Two years ago. Two years he's ago. A little bit undersized yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I know Tootu's undersized. They all are. Yeah. I mean, except for Perryman, who... The big thumper, yeah. Yeah, he's shorter, but he's thick, and he doesn't run well. But um, they want run and hit Niners guys. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. That's you know the proto. That's the the type of linebacker they're looking for. They're just not as nearly as good. But young linebackers like that, you should be able to manipulate with. Oh, I don't know, some play action or something. I would think. Yeah, and as well as in the passing game with you know middle of the field stuff. A cornerback. Derek Stingley's on IR. This is what shocked me about yeah. what Jacksonville did last week. Derek Stingley's out. Mm-hmm. Very, very talented player. Just last week, he went like he went on IR last week. He got hurt in practice with a hamstring injury. Uh, Tavari uh, Thomas, their other cornerback who plays the nickel for them, he mm-hmm. was out. Mm. That left Steven Nelson and Shaq Griffin as their top two cornerbacks. Who I think everyone... Kind of knows what they are. I mean, they're guys. I mean, they're and again NFL players, yeah. but not like neither one is a one. Nelson's been on five teams. Yeah, like let that, alone being a number two. You know, a, yeah. a, 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 and their best days are probably behind yeah. them. And you know, and Jacksonville of, didn't. They didn't really attack that. No, they didn't. And you know, they're they're kind of like the D tackles. They're placeholders yeah. until they can get replaced in the the draft or free agency or whatever. You know, with better players like a Stingley, who kind of like their O line situation. You don't have the guys you want to be playing the snaps. Yeah, you know, um, safety's one spot where they have a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Jimmy Ward, who they brought over from San Francisco. He's going to be like the coach on the field, the yeah. minor, you know, correspondent. And then Jalen Petre, uh, who missed he's the last couple of games, he's back yeah. this week. He was coming. He's coming back off a bruised lung. Okay, he was which an sounds early painful. second round pick. People might remember when we did draft coverage two years ago. Loved him. Loved him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's kind of a. Brian Branch, you know, like does everything, in the yeah. slot, flies around, you know, he, he's a good player and he's been a success for them. But, I mean. They don't have enough of those guys. They don't have enough of those guys. They never go to dime, you know, so maybe you want to threaten them with three or four receivers at times and test that cornerback depth because they don't like to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, some of those players will turn into good players and their high picks have some promise, but. So many of them just aren't in the mix right now. Yeah, this is a, a heavy, heavy zone coverage team. Yes, uh, they play at eighty-five point by default. Almost. Yeah, it's they don't have any good. coverage guys. Right, right. So they play they play zone eighty-five point five percent of the time. That's the second highest percentage in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the average is seventy point nine. Which you get away with if you're the Niners and Warner covers all the right. You got you got guys that do that yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah, Vonga and all those guys. Right, and the Niners corners aren't great either, but. Ideally, I mean, Stingley's a 
a man-to-man corner that Lovey Smith stuck him in yeah. as a cover two guy his whole <laughs> career. So he's kind of been a little bit in no man's land, but he's not out there anyway. Well, they do play a lot of cover two. They're 45.5% cover two with, with uh, split safeties. Okay. Um, so, again, you should be able to run against that. None of those guys we mentioned are even, like, designated run stuffers. Right. You know, like, Rankins is a kind of a thicker-bodied dude, but he's not, like, Hargrave. Yeah. You know. So I, I just it's going to be interesting, you know. The they play their base defense twenty six percent of the time, almost twenty seven percent of the time. Steelers are playing base thirty six point four percent of the time this year. Now, I think that's a, a specific to the opponents that they've played thus far. I was going to say the I think a lot of that has to do with the Niners rarely go to three wide. Right. You played Cleveland. Cleveland and the Raiders are the two heaviest teams in terms of bringing in an extra offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, I know it's only like 6% of the snaps, but you're not going to play nickel to that. And Cleveland's a lot of two tight ends. And they, they yeah. play a lot of tight ends, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, Although last year the Steelers were very low in nickel as well. They were a lot of base or a lot of dime. Yeah, this year they're at 40.2% in nickel. Um, looking at the – I mean, this, this is a big nickel team – yeah, they rare, they're, they're like never in dime. They're right? never in dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah never in dime. Uh, Houston's I know it's in less than one percent. Yeah, Houston's in the nickel seventy-two percent of the time, which mm-hmm. is the tenth highest rate in the league. So, yeah. and they don't have the corners to go deep, really. They no, that's that's what you, especially you know when I look at that with Stingley out, especially yeah, especially and right now. you know we'll see if the if their nickel is ready to come back this week. Mm-hmm. Um, attack that. Yeah, yeah, because their pass rush isn't scary either. I mean, Will Anderson might turn into a star, and he flashes, but. He's not there yet. Yeah, here's uh, so. Just looking this this all this is all from the uh, NFL's uh, mm-hmm. kind of stat package here. Um, right now, the, the Texans are dead last in average rush EPA. Yeah, thirty second. Offensively, uh, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. offensively. Yep. Um, you got to force that. You got to stop that first and put everything on the rookie quarterback's shoulders. I mean, I might take the other approach and have light boxes, and if you can beat us on the ground, if you can block anybody, start there. You know what I mean? I want to put the, I want to put him in as many second and long and third yeah. and longs as I can. I mean, I'd be no matter what approach. I mean, unless you do something off the wall, dime versus heavy personnel or whatever, they haven't run on anybody. They haven't. I mean, no, they've really, really been bad. I mean, they're last in the league. They do play two running backs at the same time. 21.3% playing the fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sixth highest rate in the league. Mm-hmm. So when you see that, when they have the fullback on the field, yeah. you're going to have probably your base package out there. Yeah, I think you'll play see a lot of base in this game. I mean, yeah, they like three wide because those are three of their best players. Yeah. Um, do you know what percentage is it? They, they have 11 personnel on there? Uh, they they don't it, but... have the 11 personnel. They have uh, two tight ends, two running backs, six offensive mm-hmm. line. They don't have yeah. how often they're an 11. Because you've mentioned them. I mean, can kind of figure that out based on... I think they're even using a fullback and double tight end more than they want. They do double tight end 20% of the time. Yeah, because yeah. their tackles need to help. Yeah. I think ideally putting your best 11 out there, Woods, Dell, and Nico would be out there. They're not I mean, going to do that against the but Steelers. they're going to have a tough time running yeah. 11. Yeah, good luck. You're going to you help your line. You're going to leave those tackles by themselves with T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. Right, right. Forget about that. That's... And Aikens, the backup tight end, is not a blocker. I mean, he's... Again, like two hundred thirty pound leaner guy, you know, the throw his weight around a little, but he's not going to slow down those guys. Yeah, so I, I would expect to see more of that from mm-hmm. the Texans because they just don't have their guys back. Right, especially if Tunsil doesn't play, they're really. Yeah. If, if Jones is definitely out, does that sound like Josh Jones is? I mean, so it, 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 
according to Aaron, this is according to Aaron Wilson, he is unlikely to play this week because it's a hand injury. So I don't know if it's a broken hand. Again, for for a, an offensive tackle, not having your hands is huge. Huge. And if so, it's going to be a problem no matter what. Right. Yeah. Him if he's out there, you can't. How are you supposed to hold if you can't? <laughs> right. Right. That's a big part of the game. Big, you don't ever see guys with clubs anymore. No, yeah. no, because hand usage is so important. It's so important, right? You got to get your hands on. Yeah. So I'd be shocked if he plays, and if Tunsil's out too, now you're really digging deep. Yeah. Um, they're also the Texans, thirty-first in the league in using shifts or motion mm-hmm. on offense. Mm-hmm. They do, they line up, and that's basically how they stay. Yeah, I, I assume that's a rookie quarterback thing. Uh, just simplify things for them and. I'm just uh, just a hunch. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the logic is behind that, but they they don't throw a lot at you. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup. Um, I think that you know when we, we we didn't go through and say who has an advantage at different things, but the Steelers have a lot of advantages yeah, here. Most, yeah, and they're pretty much across the board. Mm-hmm. I will say Stroud's had a better season than Pickett thus far. I mean, considering what he's had has he because they're one and two. Let, let's get let's dig a little more into this All in the right. next segment because uh, I want to I want to throw some of the some some water on some of this stuff that's being said out there and I'll, I'll we'll do that when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And Matt, uh, before the break, you said that C.J. Stroud is having a better season than Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the numbers, okay, I'll... Uh, He's got 906 passing. I, I see this because uh, you see this stuff say, being put out there. C.J. Stroud, he's the third quarter rookie quarterback since whenever to throw for 900 yards in his first three starts. Mm-hmm. Right. He has four touchdowns. He has no interceptions. Um, he does have 11 sacks taken, and that includes oh, taking yeah. none last week against no question uh, against uh, Jacksonville. But the the fact remains, he's one and two as a starter. Oh, I know. I mean, and the reason that they won the game on Sunday, that game on Sunday, was not as much because of anything what he did. When he played fine, he played well. Yeah, blocked field goal, mm-hmm. a missed field goal that gave the, the the Texans the ball at midfield, a kick return for a touchdown, which was ugly and weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I isn't the bottom line winning the games. Yeah, but you can't convince me that they'd be two and one or three and zero with the way Kenny's played if they switched spots. In terms of who's having the better, I'm just saying winning is winning, and I know this for a fact. In the Steelers' last ten games, the picket has started. They're eight and two. I get it. I'm a Kenny fan, but Stroud's tape this year is better. Would it be better if he had played? Oh, I don't know the 49ers. Would it be better if he had played the Cleveland Browns? But the no line would help him though. I mean, he's been, he's in, he's not in a good situation. He's not in a good situation, but so much of this, and nobody when you're when when te- guys are putting together these power rankings and things of that nature. No, oh, right. They, you don't take into account who the hell you, the team has played. Oh, I know. Especially it, like, when you know you have like two or three games under your belt. You know, it, it's 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 like when you're looking at college players. Uh, and, and well, this quarterback really struggled. Well, yeah, he played in the SEC. Sure, you it's know, a lot different than the <laughs> so, right, yeah, it's right. a little bit different. Uh, you know. 
Um, you know, that was one of the the questions about Ben Roethlisberger coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Was well, he played at the, he played in the MAC, and in the games that he played against uh, Iowa or yeah, you know yeah. you know whoever Minnesota, whoever it was, you know whoever the those you know major division Power Five conference schools were. Oh, he threw some interceptions and stuff. Sure. Well, yeah, because the guys around him are still. Like, I remember Jay Cutler, who didn't turn out to be a great pro, but as a first-round pick, he lasted a long time and blah, blah, blah. I'm not, talk, I'm not here to talk about Jay Cutler's good or bad career. But he played in the SEC, but at Vanderbilt, yeah. who has no business being in the SEC. And he threw a lot of picks in the pros, too. But, like, how do you hold interceptions against him when you're losing 30-7 to and you're trying to foot the ball in the tightest window possible? You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that's been one of the knocks against the Ohio State quarterbacks sure. over the years, including Stroud. Well, the guys he was playing with in college, for the most part, were way better than anybody he was playing against. Those are my questions with him coming out, too. I mean, like, had a lot of time to sit there and pat the ball and throw the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Smith and Jigba and those guys, right? I mean, he had an easier life than most college quarterbacks. So I think that, that, to me, like, I look at this week's game, and I think Stroud has played well. And I, mm-hmm. lo- I love Stroud coming out. Yeah. Um. But I want to see what it looks like when he faces a real pass rush. I would expect this to be his worst game. Frank. Yeah. I mean, without question. Like, if he gets through this game mm-hmm. against the Steelers without throwing an interception, because we know the Steelers' defense is opportunistic Yeah, yeah. when it comes when the ball's in the air, um, you know, and they somehow find a way to win this, okay, yeah, great, he's, he's having a great start. If he throws for 200 yards in this game and throws three picks, it's the same, th- it's the same thing that, you know, people were ready to crown Sam Howell going into last week's game. Sure. Well, look, he's the first he quarterback like yeah. first quarterback to throw for more than 200 yards and two touchdown passes in his first three games. He's he's playing great football. <laughs> like and then he plays the Bills and he throws four interceptions. He gets destroyed and And now yeah, he's now he's yeah. a bum. I mean, like he, there's no everything's got to be the extreme in the NFL. Oh, it's it's it like the Brock crazy. Purdy stuff. I don't hate Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. The comparisons of Brock Purdy to Tom Brady are what I hate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or like let's let's tap the brakes just a little bit he's here. A top five quarterback. Yeah, yeah right. come on. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. Um, I've really liked Stroud's tape. I mean, he throws the ball really well. He's very accurate. He hasn't had a, a brutal slate of opponents. No. There's no question about that. But no. he also doesn't get much help either. I mean, no, I, and I understand I mean, yeah, that he's not at Ohio State anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I just I, and I, I'm not willing to say, oh, he's going to be a success. You know, like. The rest of his year might fall on his face. I mean, that's what rookies do. Yeah. I, I just think so much of it is who you play against, mm-hmm. it, particularly in the NFL. I mean, you look at Kenny Pickett's – look at the starts that he's had in his career. Yeah, he looked good. He looked bad against Buffalo. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? You know, that's his first career start. Uh, the, the next week against Tampa Bay, eh, he looked pretty good, you know. <laughs> then he plays Miami down there. Uh, it was okay, yeah, but he threw a couple – yeah. yeah, threw a couple of late picks. Oh, he looked bad against the Eagles. No kidding. Right, right. In Philadelphia, that's a shock. Especially the second half of those type of games when it's, you know, it's like the Niner game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that plays such a factor in, know, in everything question. to me. Like, you know. More uh, so than other sports, more, you know, but no question. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely won't fight you on that. I just think, I, I and hey, we love fantasy football as much as anybody. That's mm-hmm. why we have a segment, uh, you know, talking about fantasy football every week. But I think people get so caught up in the fantasy football numbers oh, yeah. aspect. Without question. For example, I saw the graphic flash up on TV um, during the game yesterday. Well, the Steelers have only had two 30-point games with Matt Canada mm-hmm. uh, running the offense, and they haven't had any 400-yard games you know, with Matt Canada running sure. their offense. We're going to get that every week. And, yeah, right. 
What's their record? What's the record? Yeah. yeah. With you can you can kill Matt Canada all you want. At the same time, they've had a winning record in each one of those three years. And if things mm-hmm. fell just a little bit differently, you'd, you'd make the playoffs. The idea is to win the games. Oh, I know. I mean, it's not about the stats. And to be honest, on the Stroud conversation, his stats are what I care kind of least about. I mean, yeah. the fact that he's comfortable. It's always the first thing I say about super young quarterbacks. Does he look like he belongs? Right. And I think that's a big check mark. yes. And even some of the numbers, like when he was pressured at a ridiculous rate the first two weeks and end up with getting sacked 11 times. Some on him, not every quarterback would have taken 11, but he's a rookie. And But he even when pressured, threw the ball well. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league on third downs, and it's always like third and a million for them too because they don't run the ball. So some of the tougher stuff he is doing. I agree he looks the part. Yeah. But they haven't exactly played a murderer's row of defenses either. No, not at all. Not at all. This will Um, be their toughest test without question. I I expect it to be the worst game. I want to see what this looks like. Uh, And and I just – I think people get too caught up in the statistics. You know, the idea is did you win the football game? Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to be able to convince me that if the Steelers had kept the pedal on the the floor against the Raiders – that they don't score 30 points. Or maybe get to 400 yards. And get to 400 whatever. yards. I mean, if that's the goal. Yeah, if, yeah. If that's what your goal is, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you end up throwing a pick in the meantime and you Correct. lose the game. And you lose the game. Right, right. So many times. Something goofy happens. The, the yeah. leading passer right now in the NFL is Kirk Cousins. He's averaging 358 mm-hmm. yards a game. Does that mean the, the Vikings, does that mean Cousins is having a great year? 0 oh, 3. They're 0 oh, 3. Yeah. And he's forced to do that. Yeah. You know, and Stroud is to some degree as well. I mean, in terms of what they're being asked to do, Stroud's getting being asked to do more cousin stuff than he should. As a than he should be, they, yeah. I mean, they're the worst running game in the league. Those are the two worst running. Yeah. Games now Tua is second on that list. They're obviously three and zero. Yeah. But the quarterback who's third in passing yardage is Justin Herbert. He's th- he's thrown for nine hundred thirty nine yards mm-hmm. and six touchdown passes. He's been great. They're one and two. Yeah. Like the is idea is right. to win the game. Yeah. Not to put up a bunch of fantasy football stats. No question, but Stroud, Herbert, Cousins can't run the ball for you, can't play defense for you. They can only do their part, and Cousins is doing his part, Herbert's doing his part, but are the other 21, or more so the other 11 on the other side of the ball. I'll say this as well, Matt. You know what the quarterback leads the AFC North in passing yards? Um, No clue. Not Burrow. It's Kenny Pickett. Is it? You can imagine. They're all down but i don't know that that's what the steelers want for kenny Pitt. like at the end of the year if kenny pickett leads the afc north in passing yards mm-hmm. the steelers probably don't win the afc like they're not for where they're built now probably not i mean a year from now i would say that I would think be different it, yeah. yeah yeah that I mean, would be different his maturation but I, I think you know he's averaging right now 229.7 yards passing per game I think that's a a, a that's decent a fine number, that's a yeah. decent number for him. That's what you many of Ben Roethlisberger's years weren't much better than that. Sure. Some sure. years he averaged two fifty or whatever. Mm-hmm. One year it was three hundred. He led the league in passing. Ben Ben led the league in passing. The Steelers didn't go to the Super Bowl that year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even know what year that was. But I think I'm it was sure twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Sure yeah, twenty fifteen, maybe right. somewhere in that range. I, I forget, but I know he led the league in pass. I think it was twenty fifteen. And Kenny's nowhere near being able to be the locomotive of his offense like Ben was in that year. You know. So I, I just think we get 
because I, I see that again. I see that stat, and I'm not defending Matt Canada here. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, uh, you're you're not going to convince me that if the Steelers had wanted to against that Raiders defense on on Sunday, go put up 400 yards of offense mm-hmm. and get another touchdown to go to 30 that they wouldn't have. You had a two. T- he had a three score lead going into the fourth quarter. Right. You're going to play things pretty conservatively in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter because I mean, Tomlin knows how to win this league. Yeah, what, because winning right. is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike or Bill Cowher had that ridiculous record when Bill Cowher's teams lead by two two scores in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, they rarely lose. I think they lost like, like twice. Once or twice. Yeah, or something crazy. Yeah, because they came out and just ran the football mm-hmm. and just eight clock. Yeah, you know, and then you punted and you left it up to your defense. Oh, I I hear you. I'd like to see more of that from the Steelers. The Steelers have not done that well. The Texans haven't done it at all. I yeah. mean, closing teams out on the ground. In fact, I can I can remember because it was so noteworthy that they they kept the foot on the pedal in the game against the Colts when Andrew Luck was I think in year 2 or whatever it was. Oh, and there was like a million yards of They they scored like 50 some points and and the Colts had 30. Um and and you know, Mike Tomlin was asked why. You know, hey, why'd you keep throwing the football late in the game? He said, "Well, I looked across the sideline. I saw Andrew Luck standing over there, and I said, okay, let's keep the foot yeah, on the gas.' Yeah, yeah. You're playing against a Mahomes or an Allen or a Luck or yeah. a boy like that. But you're playing Jimmy Garoppolo. Eh, yeah. You know, we'll if let him try to. So I'll take my chance. Yeah, we'll let him try to matriculate the ball down the field a few times here and sure. see if he can do it. And back to Stroud, I'm sure they'll take the same approach this week if they have a late lead too. They're not going to be throwing bombs away and go balls to pick it left and right. Because you, again, when you throw the football that much, there there are too many bad things that can happen. Mm-hmm. If and, you have the game in control, yeah. If you're in control of the game, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why the running game needs to. It took a step forward, but if if you could trust the running game like you did at the end of last year, you'd be in such a better spot. Yeah, some of the running numbers on Sunday were they got skewed in that fourth quarter because they didn't because the the Raiders knew that the Steelers oh, were trying yeah. to run and the clock out, putting a lot of people yeah. in the box, and they and, stacked yeah. the box and. Yeah. You know, I asked Najee Harris about that today. Um, you know, uh, is he seeing more teams just load the front? He said, absolutely. No, you know, and you got linebackers shooting gaps constantly because they know we want to run the football. Yeah, I, there's more unblocked defenders than I can remember any year. Everybody's yeah. attacking the line of scrimmage. So it, this is when you need Kenny Pickett with some of that the play action stuff. Work the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Throwing to those spots that those linebackers vacated. Yeah. And we saw glimpses of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, in the last two games, uh, he is 8 for 10 for 225 yards and two touchdowns throwing to the middle of the field. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, one of them's the long pick and score, of course. Yeah. You know, well, both that, of them. There's counts. two of the long. Two of them, yeah. Yeah, two of the long uh, scores are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're going to keep running, rushing downhill at the snap, and I'm you the Steelers, to you, have to, you have to hit those spots. Yeah, running into that makes me crazy. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been doing a lot of that, just running into these loaded boxes. And I don't think Fryermuth's blocked particularly well in the in the run game, but he's also blocking DNs and power linebackers, and you need him on a safety, you know? Yeah, if they're going to continue continually bring more guys than you can block, mm-hmm. or almost always just even if it's even, yeah. it, all it takes is one guy to lose his block, and... The play's blown up. Yeah, right. I mean, they've been – so, I mean, I'm sure most people understand this. The ball carrier's not blocking. The quarterback's not blocking. Right. So, more often than not, there's an extra defender, you know, and the coaches will say that's the running back's job. That's the running back's job to make yeah. that guy miss. But this year, it seems like there's two or three, you know, and that's too much to ask. Yeah, you it, it really is. You make him pay with the pass. Yeah, so 
you know, the Steelers, again, need to get that play-action game mm-hmm. even more involved. And Pickett's been great on play-action this year. He's really good, right. And he um, sells it well, and there's an yeah. to that, too. Yeah. You just need to, to do more of it. And, you know, I think the numbers will improve. And, again, I'm not looking for 400-yard games. I'm not looking for no, 30. I don't think that's the barometer for no. the offense, right? The, you know, the when Todd Haley was here, he came out with a statement, you know, we want to average 30 points per game. And everybody's latched onto that since then. Ever since then. Well, the Steelers' offense, they need to go average 30 points a game. No, you don't. Well, everybody wants to. I mean, if it's, if you if you do it naturally and that's just the way it occurs, great. But you don't have to score 30 points each every game to win in the no, NFL. No, no, you definitely don't. And you've referenced this many times. No one, what, no one averaged 30 Nobody. points a game last year. Yeah. I mean, scoring was down. I mean, the Dolphins are averaging 30 points a game right now because they scored out and scored 70 yeah. you know, last week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just don't need to do that. Like, no. There's no, there's no style points in the NFL. Right. And, of course, I mean, any coordinator should say, I want to, I want to average 30 points a game. You're going to win a lot of games averaging 30 points a game. But that's unrealistic. I mean, no one is right now. Yeah. I mean, consistently. So, I, I just, when you said that Stroud is having a better season than Pickett, mm-hmm. I, yeah, to this point he is. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, he's, he's looked good. Um, but, A, they haven't played anybody, and, B, um, are you winning the games? And that's the oh, he's huge, you know, no doubt about it. A big, big part of it. So, anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, beloved Black and Gold SNR. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit them online at shop.steelers.com. Dot com And, uh, Matt, we also have a uh, new Yin's Chat uh, mm, okay. question for the day here. And Yin's Chat's regular season uh, challenge is back each week. Answer questions, uh, answer Steelers trivia, and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. Uh, log into the Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance at this week's prize, which is a mini helmet signed by Pat Fryermuth. Oh, very cool. How about that? Yeah, you probably get a lot of participants for that. Uh, I'm a little early on the question, but Thursday's question will be, I, mm. I don't know why we just do these. They should do these Wednesday too. But okay. uh, So this week's question is Tommy Maddox or Ben Roethlisberger? Ooh, sounds like a trick question to me. Who has the most passing yards in a Steelers game against the Texans? Wow, they've only played them seven times, I think. Yeah. Seven or nine, something like that. I can tell you they have one of the most bizarre games in Steelers history occurred against the Texans. The, the huge comeback? Uh, no, it was a game against the. Uh, let me let me get the uh, stats here for on Tommy Maddox in this game okay. against the Houston Texans. It was a just I think it was in two thousand two maybe. I'm trying I get, to. I get up. I picked in two thousand fourteen. There was a goofy game where the Steelers scored twenty one second quarter points in one hundred and twenty seconds. Okay, here it is. So. Okay. <clears throat> Week 13 of the 2002 season, Tommy Maddox goes 30 of 57. 
30 of 57. Okay. For 325 yards. You might be sp- spilling the yin's chat. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe not. <laughs> no touchdowns, two interceptions, both of which were returned for touchdowns. Wow. The Steelers lost the game 24 to 6. There's your example of throwing too much. <laughs> That's an example of throwing too much. Right. There you go. That should have been your 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 final conclusion. And point going, case in point case right in there. Point, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That that was one of the things like when Bill Cowher made the switch from Cordell Stewart to Tommy Maddox, he did that because well we we want to have a more potent passing game, and then he kind of fell in love with the passing game a lot. Well, look, we could throw it all. Oh, we got all right, these weapons right. and stuff. That's not who you are. I can't even remember the Neil O'Donnell four wide stuff too. Like they had four good receivers, but then you throw some picks you don't need to, and things yeah. like that too. I mean, balance is important. Balance is very important, and you know if you look at. They won a lot more more of the games. Uh, for example, they they played Indianapolis that year and won twenty eight to ten. Maddox threw for one hundred eighty eight yards. Okay, and that's the form. I mean, that's, that's the, the formula. Their, their formula. You have yeah. a formula. It's it's a tried and true formula for the Pittsburgh Steelers that they've had in place for mm-hmm. forever. Of course, you don't need to go out and throw for three hundred plus yards and and throw it all over the lot and be that team because a you play in the Northeast. I say weather has a lot to do with yeah. it, and the teams you play, and you know the style of football that's played in the North. And you've always got a good defense mm-hmm. that you can rely on. When they didn't have a great defense, that would have been in that twenty twenty you know two thousand fifteen range. That's when Ben Roethlisberger had to go out and throw for three hundred yards a game because mm-hmm. that's what they needed to win. I mean, unlike Maddox and even O'Donnell and Pickett at this stage. Ben always had it though. I mean, he yeah. had that he had that bullet in his gun. Well, he was always I mean? chomping at the bit to I I want to throw the football. Sure, because he was um, really good at it. But they didn't need to because the defense was so good. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, there's no reason to in a lot of those instances. You know, and I think this defense is good enough that yeah, they've given up some yardage mm-hmm. thus far this season, but they take the football away and they sack your quarterback. Yeah. Your quarterbacks. If you drop back to pass a bunch against this team, your quarterback's going to get hit, See, and he's probably going to turn the football over. Texans yeah, for this matchup, you know that. Frankly, I don't think Pickett. I said in the last segment, I think Stroud's had a better season to date than Pickett, but Pickett doesn't have to have a better game. He than doesn't Stroud have to be Superman in this game. Yeah, you know, maybe against the Niners, he had to outplay Purdy because you're swimming upstream against those guys. You know, I need my quarterback to do some incredible things. In this game, I think it would shock me if I don't know if they'll get to five and a half sacks that they were averaging the first two weeks, the Texans, but he's going to get hit and be pressured a lot or more than he has been. I know? feel pretty like that might be my over under for sacks for the Steelers would be five, okay. five and a half. Yeah. Because if they're going to throw, they're going to have this kid drop back to throw the football forty times against the Steelers. Because that's what they've proven is we're just going to give up on the run. Yeah, we can't do it, so we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and put the lines it better, worse than it's been. Yeah, you put it all on his shoulders. That's just that's a that's a rough recipe. It's it's kind of what happened to David Carr in oh, yeah, in yeah. Houston. In Houston, yeah. Except to this team's credit, at least they did go get those linemen. They're just not out there. They're just not there. They're just not yeah. there. I mean, and so, so you take advantage of that. Balls, yeah, you yeah. take advantage of that when you play them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Jacksonville didn't. Jacksonville. Uh, Jack, that was coaching malpractice was last week. Mind boggling. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that the, the Jaguars felt, ah, we can go out there and Roll win this game. Win this yeah, game, We've got Trevor Lawrence. We can go win this game. Mm-hmm. And then they screwed up a lot, and they didn't make things hard enough on Stroud. I think that's what you got to do, and, mm-hmm. and that's what the Steelers try to do every game. Oh, Regardless sure. of who they're playing, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to they're gonna get after the quarterback. Yeah, 
and not having to blitz a lot to do it, and they're going to win a lot of one-on-one matchups in this game. Yeah, so you know, if you can do that, if you can make life difficult on this kid, if you can change things up, and and I, I think this is a big Minka Fitzpatrick game. Could be. I, I'd put him. I'd play a lot of go back to the cover one robber stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Let him roam the middle of the field sure. and, and just read the quarterback and go get the football. Bait him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. Because you're sense. you're you're a veteran guy at this point. He's a rookie quarterback. Sure. Go sure. take advantage yeah, of that mentally. Yeah. yeah. Use him. Get in his head. Get in his head. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, I totally that's agree. what I would do. But. I mean, the receivers are good, and Dell's a big threat guy. But he's got to have time to get the ball down yeah, the field. Right, right. I mean, I just don't think that that's – he's not Tyreek. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's just not proven enough that, yeah, he's an impressive young player, but also very small. He's very, very small. And, you know, it's one of the one of the issues that you have with, with guy, a guy like Calvin Austin and larger cornerbacks. Yeah, he's, he's going to run by them, but the window to throw the ball into mm-hmm. is not super big. I mean, back shoulder fades and things don't work with him. Not, yeah, you just can't do or, it. Right, or, you know, just a small – you have to be more accurate. I mean, his catching radius is smaller, you know, obviously. But there's advantages of speed, too. I mean, so. Right. Yeah, I, I like their complement of receivers. I, I don't think any of them are a number one yet. Yeah. You know, and that's their best group, as we talked about in the first segment. Like, it's 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 a pretty even-ish matchup yeah. Yeah. right now with the Steelers not having Deontay Johnson. Yeah, yeah. The Steelers do right. have a, an advantage with Fryermuth. Yes, it kind of levels sure. it levels the whole thing off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Their backs are better receivers too. Yeah, but I mean, I that's not the part. The receivers aren't the reason Houston's not a great team. Yeah, <laughs> it's the defense and the offensive line. Yeah, the lack of running game is brutal. Yeah, I mean, they brutal. and I, I don't get it. I mean, I you know they should be able to at least one of the things that he does. Is break tackles and things like that like, and they still can't run the football. I know it, it reminds me a little bit of nausea, just getting hit behind the line of scrimmage time and time again. And I wonder—I don't know about the Steelers necessarily, but I wonder now that Stroud is putting up numbers, moving the ball on his own acumen, might it open up a little bit for their run game? You know, not with these blockers. Like, I have a tough time believing that a Pittsburgh Steelers team will just say, oh, we're going to let you try to run yeah, the football. I mean, I don't think it happens this week. I mean, again, I'm going to go back through history. They've always been, the defense has always been predicated on stopping the run first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to make, you know, Pierce uh, run into some seven and eight man boxes. And then if they, if they start beating you over the top with that, now we're okay. Now you're going to adjust, but you're not going to let them just run the football willy nilly. Mm-hmm. And even make them deep middle. Back to your Minka point, he's great at taking away the big plays. I call him Bernard anyway. Pierce's Damien. Who's Bernard Pierce? I think he didn't. He yeah. was, Bernard Pierce he is an old time. Yeah. Backup running back for the Ravens, kind yeah. of hard-charging dude, too. Yeah. Yeah. Damian. But Pierce right now, I mean, Damien Pierce, like player. He just says 40 no carries for 100 yards. That's awful, yeah. I mean, it's 2.5 yards a carry for mm-hmm. your lead back. No, no. It's kind of like Josh Jacobs last week. It really is. It really it's is. it's kind of like how, how Najee Harris started last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, when people talk about him struggling right now, he's off to a better start this year than he was last year. Oh, yeah. And he gets better as the season goes on, mm-hmm. A, because I think he's a cold-weather back. Agreed. A bit of a mutter mm-hmm. at, uh, in the, the Jerome Bettis. Yeah. Size and, right. uh, and, and I think, you know, opponents, as the season goes on, start to get a little more worn down. You know, you were... You were well, you're, go- you're back up the lineman now, and, you know, there's some injuries. Well, even just, you know, you know, hey, I've I've been, you know, I've had to tackle guys... A hundred times now to mm-hmm. this point, my body's a little more beaten up, and now I'm going to fall off that tackle. You know that sure. tackle I make on on Najee Harris in Week One, 
I might not make in week five because agreed. agreed. I've had agreed. to do this a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean everybody. It's a war of attrition. Yeah, I mean, that's one of his best attributes. Whether it's late in game, late in the season, that type of back Jerome is that way. Of course, is doesn't wear down as quick as the opponent. Yeah. He's just one big ball of muscle. He really is. <laughs> people haven't seen him in person. He is really impressive to see. Uh, Eddie George was like that, too. Just... Oh, he was like a Greek god. <laughs> yeah. Tall, too. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Like sculpted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Anyways, nice we, we got to get to another break here. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with our number two right after this. Number seven. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.